Morning, church. Just need to be very carefully when you're raising someone. I got Margaret to lead the service. So she was my Sunday school teacher. And then when, when you, are, you are a Sunday school teacher, you must be careful who you are raising because they will make you do stuff. So I made him to lead the service in this morning. How's that? Um, it's good and it's my honor as well just to really be able to preach the word of God and it's always nerve wracking to stand in front of you guys even how much I've actually sit around with you <laughs> and some of you guys we had supper together some of you have came to my house but every time when you're standing here just to preach, there's something that's happening. I think in the morning, the worship was beautiful. And one thing that I'm here, when we're worshiping, it's not about the voice, it's about us actually connecting with God. David Peterson, he says something that strikes me sometimes and touches me. And he said it doesn't lack when people say, Worship was so good today. And he said, I like when people say, today I'm able to be engaging with God. It was so good today that I'd be able to be encounter with God. And that's what worship is all about. As much as we have pianos, we have drama, and we've got beautiful voices. Thank you, Kanya, for leading us. But it's all about us engaging with God. And that is just something that really strikes me in this morning that says we just needed to be able to have a peace in him. We just needed to really come to that degree where we're not worried and know that God will do the work. It's not about us. It's about him. All the glory goes to him. And we do it for the one audience. That audience that I want to talk to you today and this morning is Jesus Christ. That is the one audience when we wake up in the morning and we say, Hey, am I? Help me, God, to engage with this society, with everything that is going on around. And that name has been known for many years. As I'm talking to you, probably be sitting in these chairs. Some of you guys heard about Jesus for more than 40 years. Some of you maybe more than 100 years now. I don't know maybe if some of you here are 100. And I give honor to God if you are 100. It's a blessing for us if we are in this church. Some of you have just, just really got to know Jesus, maybe last year. But this name has been above all other names for many years. And as I'm going to be talking about this name, Alex actually really challenged me last week when he took us through about the rest of Jesus. But he actually got us to understand who is this Christ that we are saying we are serving. And for me, I wanted to come 
to you in this morning and remind you again that who is this Christ that we are saying we are saving? And what is being in our life and how is being in your life? So I'm just going to go through to the point and, and I say that probably all of you have heard these scriptures. All of you, maybe you have known Christ in your life and then you're thinking, I've heard this too much, but I wanted today to be a fresh revelation to you. I wanted to be something when you hear it and you said, wow, it's good that I could be able to hear about this Jesus. And it's good that I could be able to tell people about this Jesus that I had in this morning. So would I just pray and allow you guys to hear the message, not from me, but from God. So could we just bow our eyes and close our eyes? I almost say close your mouth, but you already close your mouth. Holy Spirit, we know you are welcome in this place. Thank you for who you are in us. Lord, I just pray that you anoint my words as I'm sharing your word in this morning. Lord, would you speak? It's not about me, but it's about you. Lord, I want your name to be glorified in this morning. Lord, we've heard in this morning about the scriptures, your word. I pray, Lord, that as I'm sharing, it will be a seed that is planted to people. I pray, Lord, that we may be able to hear your word and we can be the doers of the word as well. Lord, we love you. We love you, Jesus. And Jesus, you are welcome into this place. I pray, Lord, whatever I will say, if anything that is not from you, Lord, Lord, let me not say it. But I pray, Lord, anything that is from you, I pray, Lord, you be the one that's speaking through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I have that water, Moshe? <laughs> Sorry, my voice is really going. I've been really struggling. I see if you've got some water for me. So thank you. Thank you, son. That's why, that's why we have a son. It's good. My youngest son sometimes say, the reason you gave birth to us is so you can be able to send us all around. <laughs> and I say to him, no, it's not about that. It's not that I want to send you everywhere. It's just that we just want to love you. And then this week, actually, God has been speaking to me where an incredible way of, it's been a, a Passover and the Easter time, and then we decided, let, let's actually do stuff and take the kids around to the beach, and then fortunately, we end up taking them to the place, maybe you know, in Shongweni. There's a place where there's a waterfall there, and there's a tunnel of the trains and you can go through there it's very dark and but it's so much fun but one thing that even got me triggered on this message that i'm going to share when we're there because it was a passover and 
funny enough, someone uh, they, I was going with, they said there probably be, there will be no one there because you go through sugar canes and then you go through to the dark tunnels and then drive to the funny road. And then, but when we get there, actually I saw probably be, uh, two friends of mine. And then fortunately those friends of mine, uh, they are actually a traditional healers now. And we went to them to school. And then one, one when he saw me, because we were parking with Boo, a friend of mine, in the wrong place, probably he says to me, it's so funny that God used the wrong people to speak. <laughs> I don't say wrong, but some people that doesn't work with the Lord. And then he said, don't park here because it's very dangerous. You must park where there's securities. But he was so good to see me. And I'm like, wow. It's good to see you. And I was like, yeah, it's good to see you. And then my curious, because I always curious, I see him in the back of Parky with the full of Sangoma in the back. And uh, I had the curious, I'm like, hey, what, what, what are you doing here? He said, hey, I'm coming to do stuffs. And um, I, I don't know what are those stuffs. But we went there and the place was packed with a traditional healers, all the Sangomas, because if I can educate you guys, there is people going there into the rivers and go under those waterfalls to be cleansed. And they go there not in the name of Jesus. And they go there because they're calling other spirits. And when we were there, we were overwhelmed with all these people there, really. And I was saying, what do you do? It's really terrifying because there's chicken, there's candles, there's all the bad spirits that you can see. But I was chatting to the kids. I said, this is an opportunity for us to pray in the name of Jesus. This is an opportunity to ask for Christ to be well known. And I encourage you children in this morning, in this time, in your heart, whatever you see, keep praying in Jesus' name. Let them know you. Let them know you. Let them know you. And because they are lost. And it's not easy to actually go and confront them. But what I want to say to you, we have a name above all other names. The name of Jesus Christ. And that's why I want to say in this morning, if you come across to that situation, you can call upon his name and he will deliver. And we, we prayed. And actually I found two of them. And I've been challenged to actually go and ask them, what you guys were doing there? And with my curious, I phoned one. <laughs> then I have a number. And I said, what you were doing there? He said, we were cleansing the people so they can have good life, whatever, good luck. And I said, can we talk about this? And then I asked him for the coffee. Guess what? He's driving all the fancy cars. He's driving all these things, but I know they don't come from the Lord. And for us, 
We're thinking they've got everything, but they don't have anything because they're not from the Lord. And I confronted him. I said, can we have coffee? And we chatted. In the meantime, I'm very scared, guys, to go and preach the gospel to them because I know there will be a rejection. But we are called to be able to go and make the disciples of the nations. And I went and I prayed. We've met for the coffee in Hillcrest. We chatted. And everybody probably, they were thinking, what I'm doing with the witchcraft, guys? <laughs> the younger. I don't care. But I know that I was there to speak the word of God. We chatted with him. We had the conversation. And then I said, thank you for really telling me about Amalozi, the ancestral worship. But can I actually speak to you about my Jesus? Can I tell you what he has done to me? Can I tell you that even when I'm in the darkness, going through to that tunnel, we're in the darkness, but we know there's a light at the end there. But we know when in the darkness, we're not going to be terrified when we go through to that darkness. We're speaking in the name of Jesus. Because it's got power to remove what is not from him. And I spoke about my Jesus. And I said, you know that the car that I'm driving, it does not come from the enemy. It comes from Jesus. For what he has done, for seeing healing my children, it was not in the other name, but it was in the name of Jesus. I told him all the goodness of God and how he's been a father to me. And I see him sitting down there really looking at me and I'm thinking he's not happy because you're not going to be liked when you started speaking about Jesus. And we are not actually called to be comfortable and love when we're talking about Jesus. And it's not me doing the work, it's the Lord doing the work. And from there on, we had that conversation and then they said, you're done. I said, I'm done. And said, I don't want to talk to you about your Jesus. And then he left me like that. That's what got me to actually today in this morning. Jesus is our firm foundation. We've heard from Judah. Jesus is our firm foundation. Whatever we know, he's our rock. Whatever we go through, he was our firm foundation. I was not going to be shaken by him saying that he does not know about my Jesus. It's fine. But I'm going to carry on praying for him. I'm going to carry on praying for his salvation. I'm going to carry on that would he bow his knees and repent and get to know him. Today, I want to say to you, brothers and sisters, Jesus is my rock, and Jesus is your rock as well. Jesus is all there for us. When you're talking about the rock, it's something that is solid, something that is not shakable, something that is not movable, something that is very strong. That is my rock. 
And I want to say to you, you're not carrying something which is lighter. You're carrying something which is stronger. We can be easily moved because we're thinking we're carrying something that is not really vital. But whenever we call in the name of Jesus, the demons move away. Whenever we say, here we are, we see the love of Jesus pouring over us. I want to go through to some few points before I land at you in this morning. Jesus is our foundation. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to verse 35, it says this. Jesus tells us, therefore, everyone who hears this word of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. That is a lovely parable. Because once you hear the word, you hear the name of Jesus. It's like someone that is actually building on the rock. The rain comes down. The streams of roses and the wind blow and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall. Because its foundation is on the rock. Because its foundation is on the rock. Jesus is on the rock. Jesus should be built. We should build our life in Jesus' name. Here's the foundation that will keep us sustainable and secure when storms come in life because we know that we've built in that rock, which is rock, his name is Jesus Christ. We actually... It's quite a privilege with my house. And I remember a lot of people, when we were building our house, first thing that was actually needed to be strong, it was a foundation. And again, I remember putting scriptures when they were building and putting concrete. And then even there was a storm. And I know we had such a straight hard storm that we come through and then our foundation sometimes we we found big rocks in Nanda and you're thinking how did they move these rocks but actually Jesus is not the rock that from that storm that happened he's the strongest rock ever he's the strongest foundation that we could ever find in our life because we know if we put our foundation stronger, we know that when we're building up the walls, we know that we have Christ in us, who lives in us. When storm comes, when things looking very hard, you know that you have a greatest foundation, and that name is Jesus Christ. Jesus is our sustainability. We lean on him whenever we go through troubles. It's not about money. Put money so things are going to be okay. Listen, every time when I'm going through hard times, I go in my knee, I say, Jesus, I need you. And I hope you able to say, Jesus, I need you too. I need you in my life. I need you in my family life. I need you in this world that it looks like it's in the mess where you can be able to say, Jesus, would you come and move among us? 
We are having a hard time as church. A lot of us, we don't want to talk about the name of Jesus. We are compromising because it's so difficult because once you engage people about Jesus, we're thinking they will reject us. They're not going to love us. I'm done with that because I want to be able not to be stopped. And I wanted to say, build your life in the foundation of Jesus Christ. So it's not going to be shakable. So it's not going to be touched. Now, we must not compromise as the church. We must be able not be ashamed of the gospel because the gospel brings life. Let's not be ashamed of being able to talk about my Jesus. I want to say something that strikes me all the time. I'm not ashamed of my wife because I love her. Not that she does my ironing and my cooking. I don't want to put that analysis of Jesus. But I'm actually be able and brave enough to say, this is my wife. Who I know of, who I love of. This is what God said to Jesus. This is my beloved son, who I know of. Who I am pleased of. Church, we need to be able again to shout for the name of Jesus. To speak about the name of Jesus. Psalms 18 verse 2, David writes this. He says, the Lord is my rock, my refuse and my savior. My God is my rock in whom should I find protection. He is my shelter. He's my strength of salvation and my stronghold. Jesus is our rock. He's the one that keeps us grounded all the time. He's the one that actually when life looks like there's a chaos, we can go like David as he says, Jesus is my rock. David, whenever he was going through he was having a confidence to be able to realize that anything that I am going through, but I'll know that Jesus is my rock. Jesus is unchanging. Maybe today you see me like this, maybe the other day I'm not like that, but he is never changed. He's still the same God. He's an Alpha and Omega. Some of us, we are living in this world where we say this, the following day we are something else. He's never changed. His promises are yes and amen. When he said it, he will do it and he will do it. We are living in this world where everybody that said, they, they say in Zul, said, Unga will turn by Egypt because. Don't trust the stone because someone can come and kick it and move it there. I said, no, that's not what it, but it will still strong even someone kicking it there. Probably they'll have a sore feet. <laughs> but I want to stand firm again to you. Jesus never changed. His words and his, he said it, they will endure forever and they will never change again. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
Jesus is the rock that we always rely on. I wake up in the morning. Do you realize, guys, when you open the TV, the world is actually changing. The systems that we have to go through, it's changing. And I was actually saying to a friend of mine, we can't even copy with this changing. I don't know, maybe a few guys have got a new smart ideas as well now, your ID. Some, they are still chasing to get the proper of those. It actually, it was said long time we must change our IDs from the booklet one to a smart one. But it's not quick as it is. But actually, one thing that I keep realizing, when God is saying that he will do it, he will do it. And he never changed. He's always there when he actually invited us. One thing that I've realized that he's in our anchor when we don't see him is there for us. Sometimes I've been praying, I said, Lord, when is this thing going to be easy in life? Because I don't know, maybe it's me, but most of the time we want life to be smooth and everything goes okay. And I look at Jesus' life. Did it ever get smooth? Because it ended up when he said it's all finished. It's done. And then it's up to us now. He actually went through from his childhood until he was in the cross. And then it was not easy. And God says to me, Zolana, do you think you're going to have a smooth life? Everything is going to be okay? And actually led me to Jeremiah 18. And say, we are in the potter's land. We are shaped every day of our life. We are yet to be molded and shaped. And sometimes go through to the fire because something good will come out at the end. Maybe be happy for that time of the season that you have been pruned. Because God is preparing you for greater. When you are being built as a clade as well, be happy because there will be a lovely pot at the end. Everybody, they will look at it and say, it's so good. Seasons, when we go through the mystery, don't think everything is going to be easy, but it's going to be great when you know the name of Jesus. Jesus gave us the purpose to live. I have a right reason for here I'm standing. Because he died for me in that cross. So I could be able to love him back again. I could be able to engage with you and tell you what he has done for me. And I know we mourn a lot about things, but we tend to forget the goodness of Christ, what he has done in our life. If I can say count your blessings in this morning, probably it can't be lunchtime. But because that we are forgetting his name, we may not count his blessings 
because we have actually been a consumption. The people that it's all about us, it's not about him. Let's actually come to that level of saying, we thank you, Jesus, for what you have done. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that I wake up in the morning. I was chatting to the interns this morning, and one, and not in this morning, in this week, and it was quite amazing to me, and said, how many of us, when we wake up in the morning and we start thinking about the stuff to do, besides of actually taking the moment and said, it's by grace that I managed to wake up in this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And then after that, probably look at your wife or your husband, if they are still there. And you look at them, say, thank you, Jesus, as simple may. And then with my children, when they come to me and say, morning, dead, and I say, thank you, Jesus. Because it's not about us. It's him that gives us that chance again. It's him that gives us that ability again to say, here we are, and you've given me a life again to live. It was amazing at that time. There was a funeral of a young man that I went, and I still got that emotion around every time when I'm sharing this. And when we're burying him, he just recently got married, and he had a, a small child, and you're thinking, good God, why would you take this young man that he started building this, his family, and, and, and he's got a young children, and we, we get confused. But when we look to him, we don't get confused because he's got a better plan. And I remember they played a song that touched me in my heart that said he used to play it all the time. Your goodness is never runs out of me. You are a good, good father. You are a good, good God. And when I looked at that and said, how good you are as my Jesus. How good you are. And But we tend to forget that in this time. As I'm, I'm about to let, help us, God, to be brave enough to step in again and start sharing about the name of Jesus. You know, and this morning, Anne shared something that strikes me. And I look at Western Park sometimes, you know those trees? They, they actually drop so much leaves. And I'm sorry for people staying in Western Park. I don't know how you cope with that. They drop so much leaves, brown leaves. And when you look at those trees, you think they're completely dead. There is no life in that tree. You're thinking they'll never come again. But actually, something needs to drop so there could be life again. They're green in this time. They are green. They're looking beautiful ever. But they were not going to be green leaves if the brown leaves did not drop down. I want to say to you again, church, let's allow God to actually prune us. Let's allow God to give us the ability to understand that he's not actually making a mistake. What he's doing in our life, he's got a better plan for our life.
Let's look at him into that eyes in the renewing of our minds that would I be able to stand firm and talk about my Jesus again? I want to talk about my Jesus. We have a privilege in South Africa. Nobody's going to shoot you, and I'm looking forward for that day when they shoot me when I told them about Jesus. Nobody's going to kill you, but church, we have actually become the coward because we don't want to share about our Jesus. He's going to do the work. All you needed to do is to be a down path. And don't expect the result that comes from you. The result comes from him. The story that I talked to you about, the friend of mine that I, we've met and have a coffee, he doesn't like Jesus. I don't bother, but I've actually took one plan A to tell him about my Jesus. For him, it will be the Jesus that will convince him to who he'll be. Let's not be afraid of stepping up and share about Christ in our lives. Let's be bold enough. Whatever it costs, it costs us nothing for us here, church. For him, it costs us to be in the cross. And his blood was shed for us. And he was nailed. I don't know that pain for me, but I don't respect find that pain as it is again like that. But I wanted to say to you, would you fall again in love with Jesus? We were looking at the series of his reason, because if he was not going to be risen, what would our hope will be? Our hope is in him. If he wants nothing, we were not going to be standing here and say, our hope is in Jesus. I want to pray to you in this morning. If you're thinking your hope is lost in this world, that parliament, as we come to these elections, it's only going to be Jesus fixing the whole situation. This place we are staying, it's not going to be us, but it will be Christ in us changing everything. Let's actually, if you don't know him, I pray that you invite him to come to your life again. To rule and reign and live. And I pray that you can have a power of letting it go and let him be God. We want to hold on things. We want to make up our own things. But he is the one that rules and reigns. Christ alone. Close your eyes. And just allow him and remind him. Remember when you said yes to him. Remember when you said yes to Jesus. I want you to fall in love to the same Jesus that you said it in the beginning in your life. And say, Lord, I want to I wanna make you famous. I want to make you known. I want to touch many lives through you. So I just want to pray in this morning. Holy Spirit, would you move among us?
Thank you, Holy Spirit, what you're doing to my brother that is wearing that black shirt. Touch him right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I bless him right now. My brother, Jesus is still your friend. Jesus loves you. He hasn't forgotten you about you, but he cares about you. So I just want to pray that you may be encounter more with him right now. Do it, Holy Spirit. Do what you want to do, Lord. We want to seek more of you. It's not about us. It's about you. You're welcome in this place. Jesus, if we did not welcome you here, Lord, I repent. We want you here. You are welcome in this church. We love you, Lord. We love you, God. We cry out to you, Lord. There are many people out there dying does not know you, Jesus. Lord, would we be the one that would stand firm and say, let them know you. Jesus, you are welcome here. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Lord, we give all the glory to you. ask that you change life right now. I pray even when the situation looks so hard, there's a storm. Maybe some people here, they're going through difficult times. But Lord, they may fix your eyes into you, Jesus. Because you are the author of all things. We want to honor you in this moment. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for Sarepta. That will be the house of prayer. I pray for Sarepta. That will be the place where people get to be encounter with you. Lord, we want to see sons and daughters get to know you. Lord, help us that we may be obedient to what you had to say to us. Lord, I pray that we may let you be famous. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We need you. We need you, Jesus. We need you in our family. We need you in this world. Jesus, Jesus, we need you. 
We honor you in this morning. Do what you want to do. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bless you, Lord. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.